From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Wouldn't it be more cruel for society to let people die when with some effort it could save them? No, because the cruelty is not a question of saving someone's life or letting them die. The cruelty is that the choice is removed from the person concerned. I would like to be able to decide what happens to my own body. Now that's really interesting, especially with what's been going on in the news. Uh, what Do you pull the plug or not? And I know when my father-in-law was uh, diagnosed with terminal liver cancer, the doctor pulled my husband and I aside, and we were saying, well, what do you do? You know, do you take invasive method, me, uh, measures or not? He said, no, nah, he's in his late 80s. We, 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 no doctor will operate on him at this age, and it doesn't make any sense to do it. He'll be dead before his next birthday. That was basically the diagnosis, and it was said fairly untactfully, but that's a separate issue. And then we said, well, maybe we should, you know, have hospice come in. And the doctor looked at us and he said, this is not your choice. I mean, he said it a little nicer than that, but he wasn't a very tactful doctor. He said, this is your father-in-law's choice, or this is your father's choice. It wasn't our choice. And that was exactly how they worked. They walked in and they gave my father, the hospice people came, they were much nicer than the doctor, and they gave uh, my father-in-law the choices. And he chose hospice. And he had a very, as much as you can say this, a very lovely death. I mean, he didn't suffer in pain. He didn't have to go through invasive procedures. Now, my mother-in-law was presented with the same option. What do you do? They could no longer feed her. All of her veins had collapsed. They would have needed invasive procedures. She needed oxygen. So her, her lungs were filling with fluid, and she was dying. And what did they do? Did they prolong her life with terribly invasive method, measures, and that's what they said, she would die in the hospital with a lot of tubes in her and up her and all around her, and it would be painful for her, and some of the pain they would not be able to kill, or she could have hospice come in. It was not our decision. My husband by that time knew, and he said, listen, would you have a few people at the nursing home ask her? I want her doctor to ask her. I want a nurse to ask her, and that's what, well, the nurse had asked her first, but he had, he had independent people asking my mother-in-law and she made the decision that she would rather live without all of those invasive procedures essentially she chose to die so I do believe it is your own right to make that choice and that it's wonderful that we have uh, life preserving measures assuming that your life is not going to be one of torture and pain and chronic uh, deep pain. I mean, that's awful, and it's your choice at that point. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. So it's odd that we're talking about death right now, but we will change that. Pretty soon we'll be talking about sex and romance, and we'll be talking about kids, and I always take your phone calls. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. I do have to say I have a lot of emails to catch up on. Many, many have come in recently. Um, you can always visit my website at drkenner.com, and our after-hours line is toll-free, one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner. You have a much better chance of getting on the air if you call the after hours line and leave a question rather than emailing me because as I say, I am swamped with emails. Here's an email from Amanda. A question. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I have a five year old son. He's been having issues. He don't listen at school or home. At home he tears the sheetrock off the walls. 
So picture that. I mean, this is one heck of a strong five-year-old. I remember trying to carry sheetrock, and it's one of the worst back-breaking memories in my life. Uh, we were building our own home. So you've got a five-year-old strong enough, angry enough to sh tear sheetrock off the wall. Amanda continues. He destroys toys. He mouths off to us. He don't do what he's told. We have tried grounding him, spanking him, and nothing works. We need help. We are going crazy. Amanda. Amanda, your five-year-old, let's give him the name Joey. Your five-year-old Joey is going crazy, too. He's got parents who are telling him what to do, are grounding him, are spanking him, using physical force against him. And he doesn't know how to make sense of his world. And he's got so much anger pent up, pent up and doesn't have a rational way to express it, hasn't been taught that, that the parents who are supposed to help civilize him have fallen short and he's capable of tearing sheetrock off the wall. So... You're like many, many parents who just don't know that there are much better skills out there. Grounding backfires, spanking backfires. So does that mean that you have to be a pushover? If you can't tell a kid what to do, then what? You've got to order them around. You've got to tell them what they have to do. You have to brush your teeth. You have to clean up your room. You have to do your homework. And you have to tell them what they can't do. You can't touch the hot stove. You can't stay out late. You can't have candy before dinner. So as parents, we always feel like we're in the police role. How do you deal with that? The kid, you tr We can't force a kid's mind. Try forcing your husband or your wife's mind. You'll see them snap at you. Well, the same with kids. When you try to force a mind, this is what you've got to do now. I've structured your day. This is what you can't do. And the fun things you can't do. You want to play with your friends. You can't do that now. And there are all these punishments and penalties. Gosh, you know what? It's enough to make someone not want to be a parent. So how do you turn that around? Do you become a wimp and a pushover? Ah, do whatever you want. Walk all over me. Ruin the house. Trash the house. I don't care. You become neglectful or you become the hippie's parent, the 1960s parent who just said, oh, cool, whatever goes, goes. You know, you want to do dope, do dope. You want to steal. You know, who am I to say? Everybody has their own opinion. You know, just have fun in life. Or if you don't give a damn, you're also a very highly damaging parent because indifference or neglect is even more painful than anger. If people have given you the silent treatment, it's easier to deal with their anger than the silent treatment. If people disdain you or ignore you or treat you as if you're invisible, it's one of the most poignantly painful things you'll ever go through. And I'm sure that all of us have, have, that, have had their moments of that happening. I had a sitter who refused to talk to me for a day, a babysitter. My parents were away for three weeks or a very long trip, and it felt awful to feel invisible. Or if you're with a partner who just doesn't value you anymore, you feel invisible. So that's not the alternative. So I have this huge buildup here. What am I going to tell you? Well, stay tuned. No, I'm not going to do that to you. There's a wonderful book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. It's on parenting. I also wrote a course, um, Parenting As It Should Have Been and ought, ought to Be and Should Have Been. I don't know the title right now. I'm trying to rattle it off here. Parenting As It Could Have Been and Ought to Be. Yeah, it's close enough. It's And you can go to the com. Oh, and it, my website also, drkenner.com. That's my husband who's helping me in the back here. I, I adore him. So if you, if you want uh, better parenting methods, you need to learn the skills to reach your 
son's mind, Joey's five-year-old mind. Same with relationships. If you want to reach your husband's mind or your wife's mind, you can't order them around. You should have done this. I told you to do this. Why didn't you do this? Uh, or you, you just you don't never reach a person's mind. So how do you reach a person's mind? You first you need to listen to him. What's he upset about? Why is he destroying toys? Where is that anger coming from? What do you remember in your own past? Did your parents listen to you or not? Would you have loved that? If you'd love would have loved that, learn how to do what's called active listening. Don't listen for two sentences. Mommy, I'm really upset. Well, I know you're upset, but you have to put on a smiling face. You can't go through life upset. That's not listening. You just cut them off. Listen, I'm really upset. I don't know how to get along with the kids at school, or I'm having problems in math. Help me out here. Or, Mom, I, I don't like it when you and Daddy fight or when Daddy comes home drunk. He, he also may have been abused. And if you don't let him talk, you'll just treat him as a bad kid who's tearing sheetrocks off the wall. Kids tr have a call for help sometimes when they act out a lot. They're hoping the parent will say, hey, what's up? And actively listen. So skill number one is learn how to draw your son out to actively listen. Tell me more. I want to hear more, honey. You sound so angry. We fight a lot. Tell me what else bothers you and what else and what else. And gather all your data before you come in with an approach. Then instead of punishing him for what he's disclosed, work towards solutions. Honey, I know you don't like to clean your room. Let's come up with a better solution. Do you need organizers? Do you want some help? Do you want some tips? What would help? So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I hope that helps you. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And coming up, romance. Sizzling hot sex. Is it part of your history never to be returned to again? Or would you love it back in your life? And do you have a romantic partner? And can you rekindle it after years of the same old missionary position or just boring sex? It's on your duty list. you got to get through it. Can you rekindle that spark? Many people will tell you no, even some some psychologists. I say yes, and so does Dr. Judy Kuriansky, who will be with me in this next segment. And we'll be talking about how to rekindle the passion in your life. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. How do you know if your partner is the right one for you? Compare your present companion to people you have dated before. What are you getting now that you missed before? Are you missing something now that you got before? If none of the people you've met satisfy enough of your requirements, keep looking. If you recently found a potential soulmate, is there anything important that you've overlooked? Is your partner lacking something that you really want? Can your partner be trusted? Does your partner have traits that grade on you? And can any of them be viewed as trade-offs in view of better qualities? Are there potential sources of conflict between you that need discussion? Does your best judgment mesh with your emotional response to your partner or are there still red flags? You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.